Welcome to Houndsy, the Steel Army podcast. I'm Dan Yost, along with a whole cavalcade of friends here tonight to talk about the 2022 Pittsburgh Riverhound season and some, uh, shall we say, unorthodox predictions we're going to have about the team and the league this year. So to uh, to join me on these uh, these hot takes that will take us nowhere, we have Vesti. Vesti, what's good uh, tonight, my man? Hey, everybody. Uh just sitting here sipping a little bit of mezcal, you know, some smokiness to get the the smoky hot takes going. And I can't wait to be wrong in about two weeks. Yeah, we are going to be writing all these uh, all these opinions and, and takes down for so we can disprove how bad we, we picked everything in a few months. But also to bring us his hot but probably inaccurate takes, Logan, what's good, buddy? Yeah, it's it's going, man. I uh, I just got back from dinner and I watched a man get stood up on his first date uh, in live action at the table next to me. Ooh, Ooh where was this at? Yes, uh, Breakneck Tavern in Mars. Um, good place. Food was decent. Beer selection was pretty was pretty solid. But yeah, that was that was rough. If you're out there, man, listen to the podcast. We feel it for you. Wait, did did she know so <laughs> show him or did she just leave? I don't, I don't know. So the dude walked in and was at the table. You could definitely tell, like, the way he was dressed. He was definitely, like, first date. And he sat down at the table, waited, like, five to seven minutes, and then, like, just kept checking his watch, checking his phone. And then finally he, like, got up and left, like, the part of the restaurant we were at and kept, like, hand motioning, to, like, to himself that he was frustrated about something and left. And then, like, ten minutes later they came and, like, took the menus and stacked the table and made it back usable again. So... He only waited seven minutes, though. Maybe That's she weird. got. Maybe she gave him the the not showing up text. Oh yeah, was he checking his phone a lot, or he was? He was. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Poor dude. I, I as someone who's been there, I feel him, man. Uh, and then Storino, Storino, you ever been uh, stood up on a date, or have you ever stood anyone else up on a date? I've been with my wife since I was sixteen years old, so. I don't even remember any dates prior to her, and I've never stood her up. So, good can't say good I have. answer there, Steve. <laughs> so, what hot takes are you bring for uh, for us tonight? All the hot takes. Nice. I got some hot takes. I got them in the oven as we speak. All right. So here's how this is going to run today. This is not a. Um, I mean, even though this is episode six, we can already claim that this will not be a a typical episode of Houndsy. What we've done is we've put together seventeen questions. 17 prediction questions about the hounds, about the, the as a team, as a club, as an organization, and then the league in general. And we're going to throw out some hot takes, see how bad we can we can get these predictions to look back at when we get most of the way through the season. Before we do that, a couple quick uh, housekeeping notes. This is going to be the first of what should be three episodes this week. This is recording on Tuesday night, coming out, so you'll probably be hearing this on Wednesday, if you uh, if you're a quick listener of the show, after that we're going to have our we're going to be recording our normal Houndsy episode, but we're going to hold off on that until Saturday morning. That's going to be our Memphis preview show slash normal episode, and then in between we are going to have our first uh, our first interview on Houndsy. That's getting recorded Thursday night, and that's going to actually come out Friday. So you should have new f- content in the feed. Saturday, Friday, and then Saturday morning to get you ready for the season opener Saturday evening at Memphis on a baseball field. It's going to be awesome. 
But with that said, we're divulging who our first interview is. Uh, sure, I guess we could say it. Uh, our first interview is going to be with uh, Tim Lawson. If you're on the the Twitter as much, you might know him as USL Bets, and we are going to oh, be bet the USL, bet the yeah. USL, and we're going to be breaking down oh, yeah. all things, um, looking at a season preview, kind of a general overview of, of betting soccer as it is, and then what I really want to get into with with Tim is why why there's opportunity in lower leagues such as the USL that doesn't exist in like the Premier League or the big leagues. Why there's absolutely a, a possibility to find uh, to find opportunity, if you will, in some of these lesser known leagues, and we're gonna we're gonna dive into that. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I've been going back and forth with him on Twitter, getting getting the setup, and uh, it should be a good informative interview for people who are interested in those type of things. But with that said, let's just jump right into the 17 questions, if we shall. Uh, I gave them to you guys in, in an order, but that's not the order I plan on asking them. They just kind of got written down as I thought of them. But let's we'll just go start um, start with a non-team question, shall we? And we'll go we'll start uh, we'll start with Vesti. Vesti. Oh boy. <sighs> Average attendance for the year over or under thirty eight hundred people. Um, I so I'm trying to remember what last year's was. Uh, you know, for the hottest takes, I did not do any research for any of these questions. I think we were around 34 and change. So post post COVID full season, God, the hounds better take advantage of MLB lockout. Uh, I'm going to say higher. I'm going to go with the over uh, of 3,800. Big over, or like little over. I'm gonna go. We're gonna price it right. To go three ninety nine, ninety nine, ninety nine cent. Just, just right, un, right under four. One, one body short of four thousand. Yep, one, one toddler uh, short of getting us over. One, one Arlo away from four thousand. <laughs> exactly. Nice. Uh, Logan, you with them, or are you going going the other direction? Oh man, I'm gonna go right with Vesti on that one. I'm gonna 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 back him on that one. I think we'll we'll be right around that number. Um, that seems to be the the sweet spot. Um, it's definitely they don't really. I don't want to say that they average a certain attendance. It seems like some of those July games. Granted, Vesti mentioned like the Pirates won't be back at this point. Won't won't be back this summer. Um, I think it's pretty much safe to say at this point. Um, so maybe that that draws a little bit more. But it seems like some of those July August games they. They suffer on on drawing a, cr- a huge crowd, and then um, you know as we get closer to playoffs and whatnot, they start to really reel them in. So I'll back Festy on that one. Starina, are you with the air two? What's your thoughts on 3,800? 3, 3, if that's the line, I'm still I'm going to take the over as well. I think uh, the Hounds just really need to do a little more advertising around the city just to get the word out there because to the common user, I don't know that they know where the soccer season starts and ends. So. If they get a little more advertising out there, because I know I don't see too, too much out there, um, real few more people in, capitalize on, you know, the baseball lockout. I, I think we we could probably average the over easily and, you know, hopefully have, hopefully have a packed house throughout the summer and towards the end of the season going into playoffs. Okay. Well, I will just say I, I've written all my, all my responses down in advance, so I'm not answering based on what other people say. I'm the only person taking under on the 3,800. 
Um, oh, I thought we were all going to be bullish on all these questions. No, I no Fourth of July game, which is a, an easy way to pad that number. That's not happening. I without knowing what sales are looking like for the home opener, that should be another big, you know, high ticket sale uh, date. I'm just not hearing outside of our circle. I'm not hearing a ton of of build up for it. I think it's. I mean, I when I say it, I think it's going to be within like a few hundred either way of. Of thirty eight hundred, but I, don't, I feel like just the, the they're just that like one thing away from breaking into the market with purpose. It it just never seems to happen. So I am I'll go under thirty eight hundred, but not by a ton. They uh, always tend to start a little slow because I think it's tough to get people out to any sporting event in March, and I think it always gets them a little bit of a hole they have to dig out of because. Some of those midsummer games do draw quite a bit, but uh, I really gotta, you know, I, I think we're all pretty down on our confidence of baseball actually happening this year. How much? And do I you... gotta, I gotta imagine when that rolls around and people are looking for something to do, the only game in town is the only game in town, and that's gonna bring people in to, to get the number up. Do you think the Hounds will accurately or properly market to the? I have nothing to do baseball fan or casual sporting event fan that has nothing to do on a Saturday night now. Will they actually capture that market? I have my doubts. I don't know if that's the advertise well, but I'm hoping just kind of people just on their own volition looking around for something to do. To be seen, to be seen. So that's, that's three overs. That's one under on 3,800. Uh, and then, uh, to grade the to grade this as a uh, to what it will be, we're going to go after the the classic annual Mike Pendleton on Twitter attendance tracker. If you don't uh, if you don't follow him, uh, just look up Mike Pendleton, or we probably retweet it fairly often. He every week does a, a pretty comprehensive attendance tracker of how many people were through the gate according to the release numbers and how that compares to the previous year. It's uh, it's actually a fairly informative. Uh, graph he puts or not graph but chart he puts together uh, every week during the season. Uh, so something I th- I imagine I I put this in here just because it's it's the fun Pittsburgh quirk and it, I mean it has happened a couple times in recent history. Uh, will we have a chili goal this season? Meaning will the Hounds pop in seven or more in any one game this year? And we will go. We'll start Logan. Logan, what do you got? Seven goals in a game. Yes, 100%. 100%. This is the last year for a couple of those two teams hanging around. Uh, Loudon, twice on the schedule, always a possibility. Um, the Hounds have never played a full 90 minutes against them. Um, looking back uh, a couple of times in Sanger, they had to squeak out, you know, one or two at the end. Uh, this summer, they put, what, four past them, five past them, but I think four of the goals were in like the last like 10 or 15 minutes, so... Uh, I think that, that a seven is 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 very easy on a team like that. Vegas looks to be in shambles. Um, a couple teams on the on the schedule that uh, with this incredibly high powered attack we've talked about before. Um, I think that uh, it, it's a it, it's a good 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 flyer bet to take for the year. Storino, you uh, you as confident in Logan with a, a high power Hounds attack this year? I definitely am. My only thought, though, is I think it's going to happen fairly late in the season. and Unfortunately, it's probably not going to be in front of a home crowd. Looking at the schedule, we host Loudon and we host 
ATL UTD2 fairly early, and I think the team's still going to be trying to find their you know, rhythm and whatnot, so I don't see it happening too early. I think our earliest chance of seeing something like that happen is probably going to be sometime in like maybe August or early September whenever we're on the road in Atlanta or when we're in Loudoun. All right, I, but I do see it happening. I think the two I, teams are going to be the well, biggest factor for that. I, I mean, I do agree the two teams are a factor. I also considered uh, the Bobcats in the Open Cup. But again, there will probably be some squad yeah. rotation that day as well, so who knows. I am going no. I just, didn't even think of that. Yeah. You, did, you did not consider the Open Cup game as a possibility? No, but looking back, the last time they played a team – you know, more than one league below them was what Dayton, and I think they was it two nothing, two one, two. Um, they popped in at least two. Might have been. Two. I don't know Velarde scored at some point. I think it was two nothing. Um, but yeah, it obviously wasn't really a blowout. So yeah, see how I mean he always starts his younger guys. You know, for those games. So see how those guys mesh. Probably when you have so many so many forwards as the Hounds have this year, you can even rotate that and still have like decent firepower up top, no matter what. But this is me talking myself out of what I'm saying because I'm saying no, we're, no one seriously can like, would put money down on seven goals at some point this year. The answer is no. Uh, Vesta, you with me? Not happening. Uh, yeah, I don't see seven. Uh, I think we're close. I, I could see a five, um, maybe a six, but seven's a big ask. I think it it, it is a big ask. <laughs> huge what's been their most each year 2019 was the five in kennesaw was that five or six in kennesaw um uh, five, the, five the, basic, the breakout five. game of the year was that game in atlanta yeah yeah and then 2020 was the ryan james was he a hat trick or a brace against hartford in september brace i want to say we put up yeah it was five was that five that might have been seven wasn't it well, no, seven, was a beat down. the last seven was the playoff game birmingham, birmingham. that year and then last year, Loudon that five one I think was Loudon was probably the biggest win. So yeah, I wouldn't call it out of the possibilities. If you gave me the right odds, I'd put five bucks on it. Yeah, all right. So last year we had one, two, three, four games where we scored four more. Uh, three of those were uh, against two teams, and then that Hartford game. So it definitely seems like if we're gonna do it, it's gonna be against two team. And this is the last year for that. I, I'm, I'm just going through the as I've looked through these two teams. Obviously, there's a change at, at manager in, in New Jersey, and they seem to be going. If they weren't heavy on just straight development before, they they definitely are now. Atlanta looks like it's going to be a half decent squad as far as two teams go, but still nothing special. Uh, I, if it were to happen, I, I still I think the best chance of it happening is going to be in Vegas, because that team just looks terrible. Yeah, with, with an accent on terrible. So they announced the roster yet? <laughs> I mean, kinda. It as an aside, I am so disappointed. Like Vegas, the whole thing with Vegas was they were glitz, glamour, and just like excessive showmanship. And now they've apparently just gutted anything in terms of operations of the of the team, and their Twitter, their social media is now a joke, which was the one thing they could hang their hat on. So, yeah, it's 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 this is how a team just dies in front of our eyes or to be killed off by MLS in another year or two. 
But at least the hounds are playing there before it goes away, so I'm getting what I want out of the deal. <laughs> All right, next question. We're going to kick this off. We'll start with Storino. How many different players are going to play in net for the Hounds? How many goalkeepers will make an appearance for the Hounds this year? Well, we got two on the roster. Uh, I mean, there's a safe bet. But we'll probably see some rotation out of those guys early on. So that's obviously the safe bet is to just say two. But I do see that at some point, you know, there's going to be another signing or a loan happen. I would, really would like to see a loan happen from an MLS team just to see that we still have some kind of relationship with the league as far as them loaning players down to USL championship and not strictly putting their players into the next pro league. Um, so I'm going to say three, I guess would be my answer. I want to see our two guys get some rotation and then maybe another guy come in from an MLS team on a loan. I am also going with three. My thought process just being as history is dictated when Bob signs two keepers, there was injuries and they have to bring in a third. When they signed three keepers, there was no injuries and they are fine. Playing only two and then having a third person never see the field. They've only signed two, thus there will be injuries and they'll need a third. Three keepers for the Hounds this year. Vesti, what do you got? Uh, go with three as well. Just kind of the same idea. I'm, I'm sure we're going to pick somebody else up at some point because somebody's going to get a knock. And um, it's... Seems like the safe bet. Logan, you're making this a clean sweep on three keepers, or you got something different? Well, I was going to say two, but Storino has a really good point with the MLS Loney's. Uh, Lily seems the last couple of years to really be favoring that. And I was going to say the last two, three years, we've only played two keepers with three on the roster and never trust the third guy. But uh, Lungard, I guess, would be the last time that we ran with, with three with Lungard and Morton and then Pack getting a little bit of time. Yeah, so, Pack being the third that year. So everyone's going three. Everyone's going there. So someone who's not currently on the roster will will be in net for the Hounds. There's also the possibility of uh, outfield keeper playing in net due to red cards or injuries or something like that. So that would that would make. I mean, that'd be fun to watch, but that means the game has gone completely sideways. But there's also there's always a chance. Oh, for that. question of that. What player would you want in the net? Ooh, uh, trust taking that. Lengthiest defender we have, like a Shane Wheat, maybe? Uh, 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 Arturo. Jelani or Peters. Yeah. Right, is he the tallest guy we have? Peters or Ardonias. Ardonias looks like he might be able to have a little more uh, side-to-side motion on him. Was Peters the guy that when they asked about the Olympics, he said he wants to be on the basketball team? I feel like he would be a good candidate. Just throw him in there. All right. So, Bob, if, I don't know if you're – do you think they even had that conversation if, if it all goes to hell? Who – who on the field is going in net? Does like is that even no, on like not, the not, not a public? I don't think it's a conversation, but I think in the back of his head, he definitely is like, all right, I have the one guy that that we'll put in there if we absolutely need like, to. I mean that that's a, <laughs> if anyone has an interview with Bob, ask that question. Do you guys have a like in your in your like mountain of notes? Do you have a contingency <laughs> plan for outfield player that goes in net? I would love to hear. He didn't have to give the answer. I just want to know, like he doesn't have to say which player it is. Just like yes, we we have that conversation. That'd be amazing to hear. All right, next one. I'll, I'll lead this one off. Uh, the longest home post-match Bob Lilly huddle on the field. Over, under 30 minutes. Easiest question of the night. Even if they let the kids back on the field, Bob won't care. Over 30 minutes. Lock it up. Festy, you with me? Agreed. And I'm going to go one further. I'm going to say it's going to be after a home win. 
Ooh, I mean, he is good for the home win when he thinks they don't play well. That's a good shout. Some team's going to get let back into a game when they shouldn't have, and he's going to be pissed. The Miami. Yeah. Absolutely. Good point. Uh, Logan, uh, you're also over a half hour? 100%. Vesti said exactly what I was going to say. After a win? After a win. Yep. He seems they could they could they could lose on a ninety fourth minute, like, you know, terrible shit goal and he'll talk to them for like three minutes and clap and be happy and yeah, they could win four one, but gave up a you know, a shit one at the end and let a team back in and let him control the last ten minutes of the game and then he talks to him for forty five minutes. I will enjoy it sounds like they're gonna have the kids come back on for the post game autographs. It, and Bob's now had two years where he's not had to deal with that, so he's now been accustomed to not caring about the kids at all. Literally, fuck them kids. But this, you know, he let the, like they release the yunnins now, and Bob is like, no, I got, I need, I got fifteen more, fifteen minutes to keep repeating the same five things I've said for the past twenty-five minutes. Oh, it's gonna be beautiful. I will love it. Uh, Storino, same idea, over a half hour. Or are you thinking? Uh, you thinking the kids could? I like the. It's not the question of will Bob talk for a half hour without interruption. It's will putting kids on the field stop Bob from talking for a half hour? What do you got, Steve? I'm going to say since the Steel Army is for the children, we're going to go with the under just to be different. So he is going to cut his talk just a little bit short so the kids can get on the field and he'll follow up in the locker room with them after. Nice. All right, next Maybe question. The, uh, what? Yeah. I'll just say the, the one more sub question is uh, for any of these long talks, is the stadium going to force the issue and actually just let them in like they did that one time? Oh, that no, that's like, definitely going to happen. That's To me, that's not even a question. Like, they're gonna wait whatever like the twenty minutes after after the final whistle and the the, the gate will be released for the kids to just run amok. And it'll force it's like Bob to the Oscars they just start playing the music. It's like all right, Bob, wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what like yeah. They're not gonna make the kids wait. Um now What do you think his his like th- his thought process is you think he thinks it's more of a like a stronger message making everybody wait for him and be like, You're doing this because you guys played bad? Instead of just being like, guys, sign the autographs, we'll catch up in 20. Like, why do you, like, he has to have some sort of, like, thought process of, like, why he purposely holds them, why everybody's waiting for them. I think, I think it's, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, I think his thought process is that it's fresh on his mind now and he just wants to get it out. I'm, my thought is, is if you ask Bob after that huddle finally breaks, Bob, how long was that conversation? He'd be like, seven minutes. Yeah, he, he, be, he has no concept he of time yeah. at that point. Yeah. All right, next question. Um, oh, this is going to be a long one tonight. I love it. <laughs> Number of clean sheets across all competitions. And uh, whose turn is it to go first? It's Vessi's turn to go first. How many, how many clean sheets? Open Cup, regular season, playoffs, how many you got? I'm trying to remember how many we had last year. Um so it's what, 34-game season plus going the distance to the Open Cups. That's like another six games. Uh, Correct. I'm going <laughs> uh, to go the, four with... Four in the first season? Yeah. Yeah, so it's really, you know, like almost 40-some games. Uh, I'm going to say 11. Ooh. I guess you could see where my answer is compared to that. high or low. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get put. A, I didn't put a set line on it, but eleven. Um, okay, we got that. I'll save my comments after. Logan, what do you got? Uh, uh, what's with four? Uh, 
Can I just take over 11? I mean, you can. All right, well, fine. I should I'll, not I'll, be I'll, a, a line maker. I'll write. I'll write. <laughs> I'll just put uh, greater than eleven. <laughs> oh no. We'll we'll do prices right rolls. I'll take. I'll take. Uh, I'll take sixteen. <laughs> okay. Half the games are gonna be clean sheets. Wow. Half of it. Yep. Here we uh, go. Stir- well, that, that includes that includes five playoff games. What four playoff games? Four playoff games. What six six open cup games? Something like that. Yeah. Six open cup games. Yeah. Storino, are you are you sticking with double digit numbers on this? I am. For some reason, as soon as you asked the question, 13 popped in my head, so 13 games. No rhyme or reason other than that was the number that came to mind. All right. I I actually went through through the uh, the schedule, tried to really plot. I spent probably a, a good, I don't know, five to seven minutes on this question. The number I came up with is seven. I'm at seven clean sheets, mostly against two teams. Vegas, I mean, Vegas is basically a two-team. Um, I, I, a little too much. I don't know. Again, goalkeeping has me a little concerned. Um, I hope I'm wrong, but yeah, I'm going seven. Seven clean sheets on the year. And I'm just like I've, I've under on the attendance. I'm the low guy on the uh, on the, the shutouts. Uh, uh, not great on I'm eight. going to throw out my back of the – hand math here of our 2019 season the last full season if i counted right we had 16 clean sheets so i was just scrolling back to so. so uh logan might be sitting pretty here all right this i mean either i mean either logan or i are look gonna look pretty stupid on this one <laughs> there's no i i actually i'm shocked that it was that high i don't remember being that high but uh I guess when you feel like you give up 30 goals a season on a 34-game season, you got a lot of clean sheets or a lot of low-scoring games. Or a lot of low-scoring games. Uh, all right, next question, and this is Logan's turn to get this one started. How many different players will score for the Hounds this year? 11. He's going 11. We'll say we'll – say... The, the tens? No, no, no. I'll take. Can I take that back? We'll say. Can I say like fifth, fourteen? Can I say fourteen? Yeah, I can change a, a, an eleven to a fourteen pretty easy. So, all right, all yeah, right. We'll, we'll, we'll go with a. We'll go. With, we'll go with fourteen. I feel like that if you take the ten, ten starters in Memphis, and you know, and you say throughout the course of the season they all get at least to one, and then we'll say we'll play four bench guys. Now you can... There's there's nobody on that roster where I look at right now and say there's no way they scored this year. All right, that's fine. I mean, the big center backs from corner kicks or even you know you know pushing up whatnot. Danny Rivera apparently scores goals now. You know, dropped it on pit <laughs> with the brace in the preseason. Um, and then they have everything up from there. So yeah, I think fourteen. Storino, you around fourteen or are you you somewhere not even close to that? I would say I'm right around 14. I'd probably even just agree 14 is probably a good number. Right. Same kind of thought process. I would think anybody that's out on the pitch to start against Memphis should give one at some point during the season and throw a couple to some bench guys. So, yeah, 14 is a good number. All right. I'm I'm going low, lower. Now a, a theme developing here. I got 10 guys. I'll, I, I got 10 names written down here. I'll give you exactly which 10 guys are scoring this year. Kelly, Dixon, Ciceroni, Dequa, Peters, Ordonez, Griffin, Forbes, Kelly Rosales, and Drambot. Those are my 10 scores this year. 
The disrespect on Willie Yang, man. The um, disrespect. It's not disrespect. I, you know what? Someone, someone's picking up the injury earlier this year, and I'm sorry. It's. Um, oh. Yeah. It is what it is. Uh, There's too many no forwards. Respect so, from my boy Willie. Someone's getting hurt. Vesti, save me from from being the pessimistic guy in the group here. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go low as well. I'm actually gonna stay out of the double digits and go with nine. Uh, gonna price it right it again. So uh, I don't really have a good reason for it. I just I feel like the offense is gonna just be funneled through the forwards and midfielders. Mostly, yeah, I was kind of with you the same thing, and then all of a sudden uh, we have Griff, uh, we have um, we have Kenny uh, popping in beautiful corner kicks now. Which makes me think that some hulking meaty foreheads are going to get some uh, some defensive goals for us here, Ordonez and nice. Peters. Um, if, I mean, if that if they, I think that do we have that question coming up here? No, I did not put how many corner kick goals. I was thinking about putting that question on there, but um, th- there's a strong possibility that every corner will be a goal this year. So uh, time for some defensive goals coming in here as well. All right, next question. Uh, who will be the 2022 version of uh, Jaleel Asani or Casey Bartlett-Scott, which is to say less than 90 minutes on the field in the season across all competitions? And I think this is... Gotta give Tony Walls some respect. Hey. Tony Walls, yeah. Well, to- I would have Tony said, Walls award. It, the problem is Tony Walls still got more minutes that year than Jaleel Asani did. <laughs> he got his whatever seven minutes was still seven minutes more than we saw Asani. It was two. It was two minutes. Was it? Was that actually was it just two? And he picked up a yellow card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think his official house is two minutes. Yep. Oh, and then he was the most pumped guy coming over to the section after the oh, game. He was. He was. He was jacked. <laughs> he's lining up uh, for St. Louis's indoor team right now. He's like li- he's like loving life at the moment. And he's like selling insurance or selling houses or something. Yeah, you know man, what? It up. Good for him. <sighs> yeah, good for him, man. Good, good for him. Good. He's he's just happy to be. I mean, who knows what all led up to him taking forever to get to the squad, but. Uh, but anyways, yes. The, so who's the 2022 version of uh, Jaleel Asani, Casey Bartlett-Scott, or Tony Walls? Which is to say less than 90 minutes on the season across all competitions. Storino, you got a name in mind? That's a hard one. I, I mean, It's going to be someone, obviously. Somebody. I mean, do we have any players that are just signed and not at camp because they got something weird going on? Or oh, there like is. That, that I forget. You, yeah, there is. There was a name thrown out there. That's who. Uh, that's who I'm picking. But I go next. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a, yeah sorry. Right, well, I'm going to agree with you well, blindly. Yes. You're just whatever I name I say. You're going to go with it. Yep, jot it down for me too, because that's my my only thought is that's going to get screwed up, and we're not going to see that guy come to Pittsburgh until sometime in like May. And at that point, the team's already running on all cylinders, and that guy barely gets a look at any point. All right. So it, unless it's changed in the last uh, last couple days. Uh, the last intel we got is that Nathan Dos Santos is still stuck in Canada, and That's so by okay. um, by default he becomes my guy who doesn't see the field because he's already behind the eight ball. Nathan Dos Santos, I'm sorry, guy. I mean, I'm not sorry. You're you're all, you're getting you're getting a check to be in Canada right now. So good on you, but uh, less than ninety minutes, Nathan. I'm sorry, uh, Vesti. Anything different? Yeah. So I, two things to say before. I... Before I say who it is, uh, one I think it'd be really cheeky to say uh, Wyatt Borso, since we don't know what's going on with him in college and being by far the youngest guy on here. You he know, did, happy birthday, by the way, Wyatt! Turned eighteen today. Yeah, 
Yeah, nothing against him or anything, but like I, he's a man. He's guy. eighteen. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that that makes me feel, and I'm twenty five. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that would be like a real kind of cheeky one to pick. Um, I also think it's good. A lot also, wait before you say it. Technically, White Borso, I don't think is on the roster at this moment. They still have not actually announced he's on the team. But as an aside, go on. Well, fair enough. Um, I well, also... it's just even more obvious that he's not going to play 90 minutes. <laughs> My uh, guess is that Logan will not play 90 minutes for this team. <laughs> Sorry, I, I keep, I keep yeah, trampling over there. If we need a keeper, man, instead of an outfield player, they're just going to pull one of us from the stands. Um, the other thing is with... Uh, I believe they just said the other day that they're going to keep five subs. Uh, that makes it a harder, I think, to pick somebody because it's going to be you know more opportunity for people to play. That said, I'm going to disrespect Logan's boy and go with uh, William Yang. I just, I you're know, looking at all the other forwards. I just don't know how he pushes his way in. Plus the injury spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Logan, save 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 your man from uh, from embarrassment here. And uh, who do you, who do you got? Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, one of the kids that they signed from Syracuse or Michigan. I, I can't remember their names, but I'm gonna go with with one of them. It just seems like that is a filling out the roster. Luke and Mark. Yeah, kind of kind of move there. So I'll say one of them. All right, I'm one. I'm just writing this down. One of the kids from Syracuse, or Michigan, I don't remember their names. Got it. Isn't Mark Ibarra one of them? Isn't that? That is one. That is one of them. Yeah. All right. There we go. This is written in pen, and you took up the whole box with that response. So that's that's all right. That's all right. Yeah. Uh, Staying with the with kind of the the sad the bummer things here, the annual really bad loss. Every year the Hounds do have this game that's like inexplicably. I mean, they, they just don't show up. The opponent sh- shows up unexpectedly, and the Hounds take that bad loss. Last year, it was at Loudon in that lightning game that got started and stopped and restarted. Uh, and there's been basically one every year that is like the just actually uh, piss poor throwing away of three points. And this year, I got that game being at RGV on uh, June 18th at Rio Grande Valley. RGV, I think, is going to be the team that regresses the most this year in the league. And the Hounds are just going to no-show for that trip down to uh, down to the border, and they're going to take the loss. So our Rio Grande Valley on June 18th is my bad loss of the year. Vesti, what do you got? Uh, exact same thing. Um, I, I think if it's going to happen, it's going to be an away trip. Probably one of these ones for the time zone change. And of the West Coast, or of the western conference teams that we play that is they are the ones that i probably have the lowest opinion on since they used to be a two team um i know they aren't anymore but it's hard to shake that you know dismissive attitude towards them that they've had so many years so uh yeah i'm gonna agree with you on that one all right that's two for rgv logan what do you got Uh, i'll follow the same theme as you guys go with the west coast team but i'm gonna go new mexico uh, you, have to, you have to take Southwest Airlines and connect twice to fly across the country to go play on a baseball field in a, uh, what, two hours away? Are they mountain time? Two hours away, something They like are. That. They're, bar- they're just uh, barely in the mountain zone. Uh, their fans are, are pretty crazy. 
they signed a guy this offseason that that is uh, familiar with Pittsburgh and putting balls in the back of the net. So I'll say that one's going to be pretty ugly for the for the boys. Okay, uh, Storino, what do you got? Same theme, different team. I'm going to go Tulsa early in the season away game in the West Coast. Uh, I just see that. I mean, that's like what week one, two, three, four, five. And by and by I West Coast, you mean gonna... in the Eastern Conference? Oh yeah, they are. <laughs> I thought they were. Aren't they like a flip flop team? Uh, they are now. They Basically, as the they, they're becoming the new St. Louis. Okay, yeah, I thought they were somewhere kind of flip floppy. Okay. So the East Coast FC Tulsa, I think that's going to be our uh, our blowout game. Get it out of the way early and just move on. All right. So also the, a baseball uh, field. Yes. Yeah. The theme here, well, not RGV, but but baseball fields between New Mexico, uh, Tulsa, and then where the Hounds are playing in a couple of days down in Memphis. And I think that's is that is that, is that all the baseball fields this year? I think so. Yeah, um, I think that's all I, of them. It, I think El Paso still play. Oh, no, wait, they're, that's they're home. Right, El Paso's here. So, yeah, are they I on the baseball field? I think that's it. All right. I'm pretty sure they are. So, yeah, the, the, sure they are. the inverse of that question is what's going to be their uh, their annual surprise road win? Uh, they always have that, that game that on paper looks bad on the road, and then they come through with a big victory. Typically, that's been at Louisville the last couple of times. Well, not um, since COVID, but uh, pre-COVID, they would go down to Louisville, who's been who would be hot, and then go come back with a win. Vesti, who you got? What's the big surprise road win this year? Uh, I am actually going to say none because I think all these games are winnable, and that might play into some of my opinions later on. Got it. All right, there are no. Sup- no surprise road wins because you should never be surprised when the Hounds win, apparently. We're, we're taking this league, man. Logan, what do you got? Shocker of a road win? Uh, Sacramento. That's like September, right? October, somewhere in that range. Back, yeah, it lasts uh, that, that West Coast run at the end of the season. Yeah, Hounds are going to be red hot. Danny Vitiello, a lot of emotion going to be going into that, fly across the country. There'll be dogs, but... Uh, yeah, that's my that's my surprise. Redwin will come out of there with three points. All right, Storino, where are you at? I think I'm just going to stick with the easy answer. I think we're going to just blow Louisville out of the water at away their uh, their stadium. I think that's you know going to be the easy go to answer. But I just I don't think Louisville's as scary um, right now. I think that's the easy answer for me. And the big news of the day was that. Uh, Cameron Lancaster out with what just being described as a, described as a long term injury for Louisville, and that uh, even I mean, it says long term that that right there lines up with us playing them at the end of April. So I mean, that I, even gives the way me they were talking confidence about that, that answer sounded, it might be like in the season category. I mean, if you had to pick five names in this league that that guy can't be hurt, that's one of them. I mean, that's a huge one. I'm pretty sure they said it was a leg injury too. Is yeah, that just like you know ACL they, in the last uh, last preseason game. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, it could be some ligament thing. I mean, the way if you're saying long term, you're telling me like close to. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm interpreting that as maybe season Half long, a season at least, yeah, at least. Yeah. All right. So my surprise road win, ironically, is going to be what Logan's shock loss was. I have the New Mexico game as a surprise win. For the Hounds. Uh, going out there, I know New Mexico didn't 
uh, didn't make the playoffs last year. They've retooled. They brought Nico Brett. I think that's just going to be a game that the Hounds are going to be up for. Uh, there's no no midweek game around it. They are one of the, in terms of popularity and kind of the golden boys of the league, New Mexico is currently one of those you know, favorite children of, uh, of the USL. I think the Hounds go down there and, and take care of business, and that's going to be the big win of the, uh, the big road win of the year, even though it is out of conference. All right, uh, next one. How many players will hit double-digit goals this year? And I believe it is. It's Logan's turn to go first. How many players hit double digits this year? Oh, man. Five. Five? Five. I'm going to go with Ciceroni, Dixon, Kelly, Dequa for my four definites. And then my fifth is going to be my boy. I got to show up some respect. <laughs> and if he doesn't, doesn't fill that gap, I feel like a Danny Griffin or somebody like that can, can hit double digits. Is this the hottest take of the night right now? <laughs> five guys making double digits. Jeez. You know, they already play with one ball at a time, right? This is news to me. Yeah. Uh, Storino. Bring some sense back into this. How many guys you got? I mean, I'm struggling between the three and four, and only because of so many <laughs> powerhouse forwards we have. I mean, I think three's the easy answer, and I think we might have like Danny Griffin sneak in there with like nine. Does he get the tenth? I don't know. No, so uh, nine my, is is not the my, That's what I mean. He's yeah. kind of like my three and a half guy. Danny right, so, Griffin might be able to just sneak by there. So what is For your answer? Three and a half games. I'm going to go three yeah. and a half. If we go open cuff games, I think Danny Griffin might be able to sneak into the the solid 10. He's just going to end on the 10. So if we're, if we're but, counting the uh, cup games, which you are, you're going four? I'll go four for, with, with cup games. All right, four's in. You guys are crazy. I like the craziness, but let's – no, it's going to be – Have gonna you be... seen our roster? Yes, but there, make sure you... there's only one person <laughs> that could score at a time. They can't all be on the field all the time. I don't know. It's going to be Bob Kelly and Cicerone, two, two guys. I mean, Dixon's going to get close. There's going to be a couple, you know, Griffin's going to pop in a couple. Forbes is going to pop in a couple. There's going to be two guys in double digits, Kelly and, and, uh, and Cicerone, too. Vesti, please tell me you're with me on this. Uh, sorry, dude. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, going back to my uh, how many guys score or whatever, if I'm only saying, like, uh, I don't know how much I said, but it was, it was I think low. you said nine. Yeah. You, you said nine. So in 2019, we had, again, last full season, we had 58 goals. If only nine people were scoring, like to make up that number, it's got to be like at least four in the double digits, right? So I'm going to say four. Okay. Four. All right. All right. Five is just not. That's shit, man. Five. All right. All right. Uh, we'll go with the. Um... The complimentary question of this, will anyone hit double-digit goals and assists this year? Double digits on both. Storino. The double-double is going to go to Danny Griffin. Uh, I think he is a safe bet for that, but I still think he's just going to be flirting with the 9 or 10 goal spot. So anybody's going to do it, it's going to be Danny Griffin. So is he going to do it or not? He's going to do it. Yes, okay. I'm just going to say he's going to do it. i got to give somebody confidence. I'm not going to say no. All right. 
Uh, I'm going no. Again, I, I think there's going to be a lot of guys right around it. I think Dixon's going to be just absolutely uh, serving up assists left and right. Um, obviously, every corner is going to be a, be a goal. Forbes is going to have a bunch of assists, but I think there's just going to be a, a pretty clear deline- delineation between guys putting the ball in the net and the guys sent up the guys putting the ball in the net. So I'm going to go no on the uh, on the double double Vesti. I'm going to go with one. Uh, I I think somebody's going to do it. I, I just don't know who, and uh, I don't see any more than that. All right. The way this conversation is going, I, I have a feeling I know what Logan's going to say. Logan. <laughs> I'm going to go that. with eight. No. Um, <laughs> two, I just looked up the stats. Dixon was nine and nine last year, and Cicerone was 16 and eight last year. So mm-hmm. I'll say both those guys go go double-double this year. All right. That's, that's three yeses and a no. Man, I, I really didn't think I was going to be like – like super uh, super negative there, but I don't know. All right, uh, next one will be then. Which defender will have the most points this season, being assists plus goals? And uh, I think I've already kind of kind of tipped my hand on this one. I'm going uh, Jelani Peters. He just he's he's gonna be the the target man on the set pieces inside the box, and he's gonna get his fair share. So I got Jelani Peters, and by when I say you know total points, it's it's gonna be a lot of goals. I think he's gonna be the guy I looked at for uh, for the set pieces. Vesti, uh, I go with Robbie uh, Dambrot being the winger. Uh, you know, getting up uh, to the other side of the field, see him swinging a lot of balls in, um, and you know, really racking up the assists. And I think that might carry him. I know it's, I know it's a combination stat, but I, I think. Um, he'll take it with assists. All right. So we got uh, a Peters. We got a Drambot. Logan, you got a different name on the list or going with one of these? Does Jesse Williams count as a defender? According to choose his spreadsheet. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. If I mean, you're not looking at that right now. Come on, man. <laughs> the spreadsheet is like the, uh, it's the final authority on this podcast. So, I mean, uh, to, Voice and annoyance, you know, we're a week or less than a week to the opening of the season, and Riverhounds website still doesn't have the 2022 roster on it. They got the 2021 <laughs> roster still up, though. Does yeah, that, does that help you I, at all? <laughs> not preparing for this. And we know they did the headshots over a week ago now. So, come on now. All right, so we've had three different names on this. Dorino, you you doubling up on a previously mentioned defender? Or are you you gonna make it four for four on different names? Four for four, Danny Rivera. That's my man. Mm. I, I foresee him blossoming into something special this season. Good pick. He, Good I pick. would say he's going to definitely be – I'll give him – he's going to be in the comp- conversation for uh, Steel Army player of the season. Whoa. But he's going to be in conversation. He's going to be He's going to be someone people get, get, you know, voting for. He's going to be top two or three in that conversation for sure. Wow. I see well, Danny I, Blossom. He's going to be one of them behind-the-scenes guys, though, too. He's going to be doing a lot of stuff that most people don't recognize, that he's just, you know, he's he's a lily guy. He's going to be a workhorse. He's the new Ryan James, new Van Kizio. He's that guy. I am shocked that you did not get him on your jersey, then. I'm a blank guy because I jinx myself anytime I get a player. Uh, you, you love the guy too much. You don't want to curse him. Exactly. All right. Danny's my man this year, though. 
I've, all the Dannys. I guess I should say Danny and Danny are my guys this year. We have a lot of Dannys, and we we have a lot of uh, we have a lot of Peters. Danny, Danny, and Fishman. Attorney <laughs> Law. All right, Vesti, this question kicks off with you. Um, based on the preseason odds, the seven teams in order that are currently above the playoff line would be Tampa, Louisville, the Hounds and Birmingham joint third, the Miami, Memphis, and Tulsa. Of these seven teams, which team will be surprisingly better or worse than their preseason uh, wagering odds? Yeah, so I put this on here just so I could throw grenades at people. Oh, um, here we go. Nice. Oh, this was your I, question? <laughs> yeah. Nice. I don't know. I, I I don't know why people are ranking Memphis so high. I, I really don't understand why they are top seven going through the year. They must have signed somebody. I don't I don't remember or whatever. Um, so I think they're dropping out of this list for playoff time. Uh, but for my my hot takes, I think Tampa and Louisville are regressing this year, and um, they are not going to finish one two. I would actually even potentially put them outside of top four. Whoa! Wow! So you are and throwing I, grenades. I, the question, and, respect and, the question, which is which is to pick a team, which team is going to most surprise? It's my question. I don't have to respect it. Um, <laughs> uh, I think the biggest surprise. Um, oh God, my own question. I can't think of an answer. Uh, I'm going to say uh, Tampa having a real bad year. You got Tampa. Uh, I think they. Yeah, well, not necessarily a bad year, but I think they're they're, they're probably make the playoffs. But Com- compared to their to their. I believe were they one. I mean, East and West league over our league. They were the odds-on favorite. I believe. I think, and then, and then wasn't Phoenix. The, wasn't it was the year before that or two years before that? They they were terrible. Um, I you know they lost a few play uh, pieces. I don't necessarily think they replaced them. I I know Louisville's never really regressed, but I, I don't think you can hang at the top so a lot of times in this league. Uh, with how much roster turnover there is every year, and looking how they played uh, in the playoffs last year, they just squeaked by on some of those games, and I just I think that doesn't bode well long term. I took this question differently. Well, not differently, but I think a lot of teams. I think I'm guessing everyone else is going to answer in the in the which team is going to underperform through their expectations. I think the Miami is going to be hot. Like Buster Poindexter, hot, hot, hot. Um, We're yeah. kidding. Hot, hot, hot. He got it. Got the reference. Yeah, I think uh, I-, I wouldn't be shocked if, if if they're in contention to win the East regular season title. Um, when this is all said and done. So I'm going, I'm going the Miami for the surprise, but in the, in the doing well category. Uh, Logan. I, I thought that too, but I just wanted to tear somebody down instead. Yeah. Well, I, I, I thought everyone else was going to tear someone down. Cause I also think, I think Memphis it's, there's no way they're no, come on now. Stop. Uh, but since everyone else is going to probably answer negatively, I want to go in the opposite direction, but yeah, Memphis is, I come on now. It's not happening. Logan, what do you got? Well, this is going to be awkward, but I'm going to say Memphis before, before Vesti, Vesti said wait, Memphis. wait, you, Memphis, like, uh, g- g- not that high. Like, you don't have no, Memphis so being better. 
No, I'm going to say Memphis surprises people. I think Memphis makes the playoffs. Memphis finishes in the top seven in the East. Uh, looking up three years ago when they started, they were dead last in the league. 2020, they were 23rd, I think, is what's their total total finish place. 2021, they finished 11th uh, out of whatever, 30-something teams. So, uh, but, so do you, uh, I mean, but right now, as of, as of now, they were thought to be sixth best. You think they're surprisingly better than sixth best? In the Eastern Conference alone? Yes. No, I would put them exactly at six best. Didn't they sign the, the like the third bet like top goal scorer from like Colorado Springs, something like that? Something like that. But, um, so okay, so you don't think they're gonna be surprisingly better or worse than their preseason on? Nah, yeah, well, yeah, if, if yeah, I guess if, if it's that way, yeah, I'll say uh, I'd say that, that I put them true, true at six. If I have to pick a team that's gonna be worse than their preseason suggestion, then yeah, I'd go with Louisville. I say Louisville's Louisville Louisville's gonna drop a few places. You know, I would all I would agree I mean, that I mean, there's no, it, it'd be like losing Kenny Forbes. I mean, it, it, there's gonna be no place in Lancaster. I would agree that it would be a shock for Memphis to be sixth, but right now the bookmakers have them sixth, and again, I think that makes no sense whatsoever. Storino, what do you got? I think the easy answer is Louisville's gonna be much worse just because of Lancaster. I mean, that's there's so much that that team relies on Lancaster being you know on the field that I think they're just gonna plummet do i not see them making playoffs i don't think it's going to be that extreme but they're going to be they're going to be a wreck for most of the season i think to be honest that's the easy answer birmingham i think is going to have a decent season again they're ranked probably pretty accurate and then yeah i agree with logan i think memphis is accurately ranked i don't think they're going to be better or worse than what their uh preseason's odds are implying i think they're they're actually surprisingly better than they were in the past, perfectly ranked for this season. Yeah, I you got Memphis sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> also and, and I know we'll get into this when we we're talking the betting stuff later, but Hounds were plus one. I mean they the signed open, but that's Memphis signed what, USL League Two's goalkeeper of the year, so they they signed a good amateur I mean, player. So did a lot of teams. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you never know. I do. They're not going to be good. Uh, well, before before we move on, I don't know if we're going to talk about standings again. I just want to take this opportunity oh, yeah, go to say it. that we are going to win the East this year. I am all in. Woo! You have Hounds outright East winners? Yeah, I mean, that's part of me shitting on Tampa and Louisville. All right, so, so we're gonna be one. you know what? I was going to save this question until later, but we'll just go straight to that question because now you've basically answered it. Uh, will the Hounds have a home playoff game in 2022? Uh, Festy with a, an emphatic yes. Undeniably. Fine. Write it down. Yes, and I'm putting a couple exclamation points, and then I'm putting first place. We're going to have a home there. cup final. Whoa. Wow. That's, that's, that's almost as hot as Logan's uh, five double-digit scores. Almost as hot. <laughs> Uh, uh, Logan, I mean, I'm only asking – he's going straight cup final. I'm just looking for a home playoff game. Is it going to happen? Yes. Yeah. Hounds do not finish worse than third in the East. Okay. Storino, are you with him? I totally agree. I'm not a betting man, but that would be a bet I'd take for sure. All right. I'm making a fourth. This might be the first thing we all agree on. We're all solid on the home <laughs> playoff game. The, uh, since this apparently is hot take on like standings of the year, does anyone else want to throw out their hot take on how the Hounds or any other team finishes this year? 
I'll say we host Eastern Conference Finals. I don't want to see it be ending in a disappointment, but we're going to host the Eastern Conference Final. Man, I'll go that far. Summer. It's going to be a good summer if you guys are on your game here. Jeez. All right, so back to the question. I was saving those questions for the end, but but Vessi just, just kicked that door down. That's fine. Um, new player. An hour almost. We're going off the rails. Yeah, new player, and it, uh, well, there's no reason to, to define it otherwise. New player that you'll want to have his option picked up for next year, but it won't be. Logan. Well, yeah, I don't need an answer. You guys know who it is. <laughs> what? Willie Yang. <laughs> we'll never hear from him ever again at the end of this. Year. But no, but he scored. <laughs> uh, but apparently, he's scoring double digits this year. <laughs> It doesn't, it doesn't mean anything to Bob. Okay. Uh, Sterino, what do you got? Oh, the player that I want to see come back will be... Has to be new. Has to be someone new. Yeah, and now I'm blanking on the guy's name again. Uh, the guy from Charleston. The kind of sign right after Dane Kelly. Uh, uh, I think he's... Uh, Kelly or Dwayne... Uh, yeah. Rosales. Rosales. Yeah, Rosales. I think he's going to be the guy that... Uh, Kind of similar to, like I said, with Danny Rivera, too. He's just going to be behind the scenes a lot, but I think he's going to be one of them players that we just don't sign. And he's probably probably should be re-signed next season because I, I just foresee him just having a solid year. Maybe not a great year, but just a solid year. And no reason to not sign him type of year. Yeah, I think he, to me, he's the question. Is is that a guy, is he start or is he, is he on the bench? I, he's that... His spot is kind of that. I'm not sure which way Bob goes with it. It's one of the. He is, he is the 2022 Anthony Velarde. He will be the midfielder left out, the odd man out. Yeah, you know, and I it kind of the way my mind's thinking, I'm I'm with you on that. He's yeah, gonna, that he's gonna be the he's gonna be the bubble guy. actually, and that falls in line even with what my thought is too, because I I mean Velarde always seemed to be a uh, you know crowd favorite, and he just never really shined as much as we all wanted to see him do it. So, yeah, he's the new Valorde. That's a good answer. Yeah, that's a good shout. Um, my answer on this, I'm going uh, Arturo Odornos, the defender out of pit. He just looks like a big, hulking uh, athlete. And I, I think he's going to go well. I think we're gonna, there's going to be things that we all see him do like that will make the highlights and will be impressive to us, but then... Bob will, will be breaking down video and think uh, the man can't, you know, can't control a ball or something like that. Something that, that we're not seeing, and then and then uh, away goes Ordonez. So he's my pick for the guy that uh, we're all going to like, and then be shocked doesn't come back next year. Uh, Vesti, what do you got? Uh, do I have to pick somebody who has an option? Because uh, everyone knew does like the only, yeah. <laughs> Because well, you're picking, I don't know. Griffin's not new. He just has a new contract. But I mean, I, I don't think not all these guys that we signed this year have options. Yeah, they do. I, no, Who not doesn't? I'm gonna pick outside of Griffin. One, Mister Dane Kelly. I thought he had an option here. It's a one-year deal. Ooh. And I think. I think it's gonna be probably a one-year mercenary deal too. Like I don't, I don't. He's getting up there in age. He's not, you know, producing like he used to. Um. Anytime somebody's over thirty, I think they're gonna retire the next season. So that's that's what I'm kind of feeling like with him. Um, that he's he he's gonna do good, 
We're going to like him because he's going to be productive, but then he's not going to come back. That's <sighs> tire a hound. I, <laughs> yeah, hang the shirt <laughs> in the rafters. Yeah, you, you get that century mark. So you, we get uh, our name in the stat book and then you kick him to the curb. Yeah, that'd be, uh, I mean, okay, I guess. I just, I, now I'm just going to quickly try to go back and find, uh, He's definitely, he's certainly, is he really not on an option here? Wow. Okay. Uh, the Post Gazette article says one year deal. What, um, an option. What's, what's shoes have? Uh, I don't, is it mentioned in here? I really mm-hmm. thought it's, that, a, it's uh, an option year. We'll come, we'll, we'll clarify it later. But okay. That's cool. I mean, I, I, I fully expect to be wrong because I. Pittsburgh do Soccer now is reporting an option. All time leading quick, a one year deal with a club option for 2023. Uh, pick a new name, sucker. <laughs> well, I still stand by it. I'm not going to pick up. Oh, okay. That's fine. So they Bob <laughs> Wayne, which I, before it was Kelly wasn't going to come back, choose to come back. Now it's Bob doesn't want him. All right. I like it. Uh, question number, uh, the next question. It was 10 on the list. Will the Hounds be awarded more penalties or concede more penalties? Storino. Win or concede? I mean, that's uh, hard to say. I don't even know what the previous season stats are. Where do we fall in previous years? I don't. That's a tough one for me. I'll say concede. Concede. I'm going to go concede. I am, I'm with you. I think the back line, while very athletic, is in certain areas a little inexperienced, and I think they might get a little little foul happy inside yeah. the box. That's yeah. I mean, that's really my only thought process. Yeah, I'm gonna go concede, and uh, sadly, I don't think it, I don't think it's gonna be that close of a of a thing. Concede, Vesti, where you at? Uh, I'm going to be contrary and ignore the question and call it a draw. That's fine. I I, totally I, I doubt this. I actually, I, I, in my heart of hearts, I doubt that happens because that'd be, I think, a, a real statistical anomaly. But um, for funsies, I'm going to say I'm going to be even on conceded uh, and awarded. Fair enough. Logan, where are you at on this? I will say more awarded. That offense is going to draw a bunch. We saw it last year. Cicerone slips back and, and defense is on its heels. And we we racked at the PKs last year, so I'll say more awarded. And then is it is who's going to be the PK take, taker this year? Is it going to be Dixon? Yeah, Dixon. I'd yeah. Say Dixon I think he took the two yeah, so far in the preseason. That's who it was last year. Yeah. Sometimes he switches Cicerone. So perfect. All right. So then. Uh, we're down the we down the question last. We are down the question last, just as we hit the hour mark. Um, I was gonna finish with the playoff game question, but that's already been taken care of. We'll start with uh, we'll start with Mr. Storino. How far will the Hounds progress in the Open Cup this year? I think we're gonna host an MLS team. So in what round? How far does that get us? Let's see. That would be. They could start as early as the third round, but that's not a guarantee. 
uh, I'm going to go fourth round. We host MLS team who it is or whatever. I don't know. I don't want to go that far as far as predicting who it's going to be, but I think we're just going to host an MLS game. I just have a lot of hype going into this season. I just want to see the place packed. Something like that will draw a crowd, so I'm just going to stay hopeful. We make a decent run in the cup. Fourth round, hosting an MLS team. Okay, I've also got the fourth round, but I've specifically thought that they're going to go to Chicago and take an L. But they're going to take care of Maryland pretty easily, and then they're going to get drawn against another USL side in the third round, and then uh, head up to Chicago in the fourth round for the for the loss. But I got them going to the fourth round. Uh, Vesti, what uh, what's your prognostication on both results and um, and drawn opponents? Uh, despite my gung ho-ness for league play, uh, I'm going to say we get bounced in the fourth round as well. Uh, I think I'm, I'm going to be optimistic to say we draw MLS in third and actually get past them. Uh, Home or away? For the most, for the most part, we. Well, I guess that's not right. Uh, at least last time we played MLS um, with Columbus, it was only one nothing. I, I think we could probably grind something out if Bob wants to uh, i think there's kind of a uh outstanding question if he cares about the open cup um, i don't think that do question's so. that outstanding <laughs> but uh yeah i'll say we make it to the fourth and then we get uh bounced by our second mls opponent nice so you, you have a you have them in the you got them in the usl final and you got them beating an MLS club in the uh, in the Open Cup. All in 2022. Clearly, uh, Logan, last response of the uh, of the evening. What do you got? I'm going to go with Vesti, but I'm going to go one more round, but his same progress. But I'll add the USL team in. I'll say Maryland. We beat a, a Louisville, and then I'll say we beat a MLS team in the fourth round, and then we'll get bounced by an MLS team in the fifth round. And I'll make a prediction and say the Philly Union have something to do with our run this year. Uh, okay. I won't ask specifically, but there'll be a a, a, a tie with uh, with Philly in there somewhere. Okay. Fair enough. So that is... Um... Oh, wait, wait. Other hot take. Other hot take. This is a, a much wider hot take. Okay. Yeah, please. I mean, I was going to say we're at the end of the question, so now it's time for wait, wait. at-large We somehow, in the Open Cup, we somehow... Soccer gods meet up with Ezra Armstrong and the second division St. Louis team for their one year in the Open Cup. And then pwn them? Mm-hmm. Okay. Ooh. I like that. <laughs> I like that too. I'm good with that. So that is uh, that is 17 uh, preseason predictions on the board. They're all written down. We'll hold on to them and then mock each other mercilessly. Mercilessly. As the year goes on and look back at the end of the year and say how poorly we got this. That leaves us to the, the end of the, the show. This is just the open hot take time. Vesti, is there any previously undiscussed hot takes you want to throw out there? Uh, I mean, I've already been pretty, uh, pretty, pretty hot. smoking about how I feel about the team this year. Uh, I think we are in for a very good year. Um, you know, seeing, seeing them bring back such... Uh, you know the strong core from last year, and especially all the offensive power. Um, I, I just granted I don't pay too much attention to the rest of other teams, but I just don't see how we can't, you know, really give it to the league. So, um, 
yeah, my my hot take earlier of uh, Cup Final is I stand by that. Okay, just doubling down on hot takes. Logan, anything, any scorching hot opinions you need to throw out there right now? My only opinion is if we beat Memphis this weekend at Bulldogs, I will be playing Mark Codes walking in Memphis on the jukebox. All right. I I mean, will you play it just once or will it just get the repeat treatment? Uh, repeat treatment, and I, bet, I expect everybody to sing along. I'll throw a couple singles in for that. No problem. All right. uh, Starino, <laughs> any, any final hot takes you want to throw out there? So looking at the schedule between June and August, so, you know, prime summertime, there are eight home games. I'm going to call three of them are complete sellouts. We're going to be on a hot streak. It's going to draw a crowd in, and we're going to have a sellout crowd. At I like this three, hot take. Maybe, even, maybe three or four games. I'm going to go three just to play it safe, but I'd like to see more than that. Complete but sellouts, including games, the uh, including the storage container? Storage container is going to be packed with all 13, 14 people in there. Yep. Nice. Whatever nice. the head count is. Yeah. Packed house, at least three games out of the eight home in the summer. Nice. Uh, my hot take for the, the finish this bad boy off. I have a couple teams or games in mind, but I won't throw out which one specifically. I My hot take is I think for the second year in the row, the Hounds will finish off uh, the managerial tenure of at least one of their coach this year, like they did with Indy last year in Rene. Uh, I think there's a couple different possibilities, but I think a team's going to be on a bad form. They're going to face up with the Hounds. Bob's just going to just make them bite the curb, and uh, he'll be off a job the next day. And that is, I, I, that's actually the most confident thing I have, like maybe of the entire night, is that Bob's in someone else, someone's tenure this year, and it's going to be awesome. So, with that said, there was all the hot takes. Feel free to, uh, to let us know what, the, what your thoughts are on some of these, these hot takes. Tell us where we got them right, where we most likely got them wrong. Again, we'll go back and review them later on. Hope you enjoy this, this episode. With that said, we're going to have like, hopefully two more episodes this week, talk about the USL bets, and then we'll have our proper, uh, proper episode going into the Memphis game that you can listen to Saturday morning. But with that said, we'd like to thank the Beautiful Game Network for providing the online hosting of Houndsy. Check out the wealth of soccer content being produced weekly at bgn.fm. The Houndsy theme music was composed and performed by Rocket Men and the Space Babies. Check them out at facebook.com slash spacebabiespgh. The show is produced by Joe Majorak. Email the show at steelarmypgh at gmail.com and put podcast in the subject line. All complaints about the show can be sent to nick.noble at mail.wvu.edu. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back again soon.